Hey everybody, this is Emily. I play your favorite water-loving oracle, Lyra, on the show. Here at the HLP, we are in full Halloween swing. First up, we have a special Patreon event on the 26th. For our $10 and up tier, you gain access to our episode drink-alongs called Drunken Discorderly. And this week, we'll have a very fun episode listen-along. We will be wearing costumes, and hopefully you will be too, and we can all show each other how great those costumes look. We'll listen to an episode, play the drinking game, and just hang out and chat and have a great time with all of you. If that wasn't enough, we also have some extra special Halloween treats coming on the 31st. So stay tuned for more information about what you'll get on Halloween. And now, what you've all been waiting for Episode 62 Conviction Impossible Fallout. Like liquor and things that go boo? Then buckle up, listener, cause this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 62, gang. We're drinking a group drink tonight. We're all excited about it. Oh yeah, it's like the the most excited I've seen you guys in a while. (laughs) Emily, what are we drinking? Our patrons voted for this drink, and it is called (laughs) The Wicker Man. (laughs) I was really hoping... Who chose the name? I chose the name. But it was contrasted with a champagne toast for celebration or the wicker man for burning of the beast. And we got the wicker man, which is cider and a kick of cinnamon schnapps. Hey, Steve, did you pour a kick of cinnamon schnapps in there? Is that like the whole foot? Oh, it'll kick. (laughs) (laughs) This thing going to kick. It doesn't slap. It just kicks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a fairly heavy pour. Um, we tried it before coming on air. I'll just be straight with the audience. Uh, it's bad. Here we go. Woo! Haley, you're drinking something different, right? Ooh, baby. Yeah, I, I actually couldn't uh, drink the Lightning 101 uh, that they had. Wait, that's not gluten-free? Right? <laughs> no. <laughs> that laser red yeah. beverage? Oh, God, it was so rad. Um, also, it's been around for months. If you've been on our Drunken Discordery, you would have seen us uh, drinking it because it's literally been there for months. But I'm not drinking that because I can't have it. Uh, so I have apple brandy with my cider. Is that any better? I'm imagining it is. It's gotta be. Oh, it's really good. There you go. Hmm. Well, good for you. One out of five. <laughs> I mean, one out of five is in one person enjoys their drink out of five. Yeah. So, guys, I wanted to ask before we really get into this episode, would you guys think this is um this is one of the few Pathfinder adventure paths that actually deals with a trial for a majority of a book, and I think 
I think they did a really good job with it. Honestly, I think that the trial was, in my opinion, very fun. But I'm curious what you guys thought about it. I had an absolute blast. If you couldn't tell from listening to the episode, <laughs> I love doing investigative work in Adventure Path. So mixing the investigative work with then having to defend it in court and battle against a Divion, I thought it was a really fun uh, debate that I we were able. To you have. might you might honestly be an honorary first year law student after that. <laughs> you hear that OSU? <laughs> <laughs> Don't give her any ideas. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was one of those things that many GMs might kind of blaze through, like not really play out the courtroom drama as much as maybe we did. And I'm, I'm glad we did. I thought it was a cool change of pace. You're right. It's not something we see in virtually any adventure path, certainly none I've played. Um, and, I, and I think it came together pretty well. Hey, we won. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did like the time of things. It, it, made sure that that we kept things on schedule and didn't stick around for like in one town for a few days and it was it was uh, nicely stressful and kept us on track in that sense i guess yeah i agree i i, I felt like i loved the pressure that we were constantly under mm-hmm. yeah i i feel like that almost led to like almost artificially inflating like how how tense some of those encounters got by the end because those didn't all appear to be terribly difficult fights it was just that because we were on su- under such a time crunch we couldn't come back to them couldn't take breaks so it just wears you down oh it definitely does the time crunch is real and it's only gonna get worse throughout this ap <laughs> just let my character sleep just let me sleep <laughs> let me sleep <sighs> Yeah, I I had a lot of fun with it. I thought that my, I guess my one complaint about it was that they gave you guys a ton of evidence, but they didn't give me a ton of like, hey, these are counterpoints (laughs) that you could use. (laughs) Like, it was just kind of like, the beast was seen here by an eyewitness. Okay, cool. Like, (laughs) that's all you get. And there's six eyewitnesses. So anytime you guys brought up like, Oh, it was dark. It was like you can't you can't know for sure. I'm like No, we know for sure. We definitely <laughs> know it was the beast. It was definitely him. Well, I, I think that plays a little into the um kind of these preconceived notions and um maybe some of the like discriminatory uh, thought patterns and and actions that were taken by the townsfolks. Like they didn't really have a whole ton of evidence and it was mostly just prejudice. Yeah, whether whether or not that was intentional is another thing, though. No, yeah, that's that's definitely fair. I mean, it's meant to be kind of a guilty until until proven innocent type of deal. So you definitely get that just from the vibe of the the town coming around this trial and and nobody being on the beast side besides outsiders. Yeah, I like that. I I actually like that part of it that we had to, I guess, fight against that. And well, we didn't really, I guess, disprove it, the fact or like all their prejudice, but we did it one time and it was still fun. Yeah. I think uh, something that may have escaped you guys at the, at the very onset of the trial was that the beast was being tried for three specific crimes, 
but basically everyone in the town assumed he was guilty of far more than that. And so it's one of those things where they like picked three instances, three, three murders basically and said, okay, these are where we're going to form our case around. It's like Al Capone or something like they knew he did all the, well, they think they knew, but like everybody knew he was a gangster, but what they could actually get him for was like tax evasion. So that's what they had to do. Yeah. Except in this case, it was, uh, we think we know that you're guilty of a lot of murders. (laughs) We'll just get you on the murder of like 20 people. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think we even know exactly what he was doing at the university yet. Like there was that missing statue and we haven't found that connection yet. You certainly haven't. And that honestly, that being how he got captured is not, it's, it's funny that it's not a part of the trial, really. It's not like it's its own day. Oh, yeah. we can't, I came into this thinking that we were going to be at least partially solving that bit. But that didn't come up at all. Yeah. Well, before we, before we kick things off and get right back in to the aftermath of the trial, we need to roll. Who's drinking? Who got under 10? I did. I me. Did. Me. Not I. Okay, Steve's okay. in it. What'd you get, Steve? I got, a, I got a 17. All right, so you're in the clear. How about under nine? I got nine. I got okay. nine as well. I'm under nine. I'm under nine. <laughs> all right, all right. Under five? I got eight. Oh. <laughs> I rolled a three. Oh, our esteemed lawyer is uh, first to drink in this new round. First to last. Yeah, well, last, yeah, last to first. first. Yeah. There you go. All right, you got to give us the Patreon password so we can set the poll. Yeah, I have it. Just send me that, drinks. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> she said this no every one single time. No sent me any drinks. <laughs> I still don't know the password. <laughs> I just feel like it I wasn't really fair. Up. I'm going to forget. Yeah, I'm going to forget too. It's fine. Make your own drinks. I don't care. But before, before we get into it, I need everybody to take a hero card, partially because phenomenal job with the trial and you got the beast off innocent and partially because what's to come is really fucking bad. Cool. Thank God I'm getting one. So I don't Uh. use Steve's again. (laughs) <laughs> I would also like to oh, say Way to make me feel bad about helping you out No, being I, a friend. I feel fucking bad <laughs> I will also say that Emily Please draw two Ooh. For the phenomenal performance last episode Thank and, you And throughout the trial As basically the voice of The voice of the defense Of Barrister Koppel The Barrister Cop, cop would, wouldn't have done well. Barrister. Barrister. I think I just pulled Emily's. <laughs> the Tangled Briar? I thought I shuffled No, them. no. It's the publican. <laughs> I've got a very apropos one. I've got the uprising, and it's a whole bunch of hick-looking villagers with torches, and there's flames in the background. It's a neutral. Somehow. Somehow. Fueled by cider. Wow. Feel by hard cider. I got two neutral cards, the Queen Mother and the Peacock. 
Dang, we're going hard in the neutral. Uh, what does it mean when it's in the top? That means it's a good card. Oh, I've got a good. What about you, Brooks? I got a neutral one as well. What card did you get? The Cortesian. Ah, yes. Courtesan? The Courtesan. Courtesan. And with that, we're ready to start because I finished my uh, cider and <laughs> wow, white lightning or red lightning or whatever it is. Good thing I have a cider of yeah. Revive, my new favorite cider. I mean seltzer. So let's get into it. So where we left off, Justice Card had spoken the verdict to the trial. The beast, Larry, is innocent of all wrongdoing. The crowd rises up in the courtroom. The guards come flooding into the room to push them back, get them out of the prison slash city hall. And you're there. You see two guards have stayed behind. They're removing Larry from his cage and from his binds. What are you doing? Point of order. I I think last episode we said that, um, we were going to have like a, a side door ready to go for him or something. And I know we need to hook up the monks with the crooked can and the beast. So yep. yeah. Um, Ikmer would be right alongside, um, alongside Larry assisting with chains and unhooking where he could and helping him stand up and, Okay, you can make me a disabled device check to get this done quickly. The crowd is now kind of pushing back the guards. It seems like a stalemate, even though the guards are the ones that are armed. Got it. Yeah, uh, Ikmer is trying to use his sword to uh, disable some of the locks, and it's not going very well because he's uh, never tried to disable device i'll i'll give uh i'll give ikmer a hint maybe it's because he was so nervous today that during the trial he was drinking a beer out of his trusty tankard yeah i think it was their fault but he looks at it and it's like this is probably hard enough to break through a chain nice because it's adamantine oh the cup that's right that's right all right uh, I still didn't do... No, that's your attack roll. Attack roll with the cup. Attack roll with the cup. All right. Ah, uh, boy. Not great, but how about a 13? Yeah, beats a five, buddy. Oh, all right. Well, roll some damage. damage. Go. Cup's a D6. I think we established. Since I don't actually have a D D3, uh, D3, it's... Uh, no, oh, well, I guess it's a D three on the on the sheet, but we right, can, I meant we can roll play. a D six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to do that again with a different dice on the, so on the table this to, time. Yeah, okay. Five, so three, so three uh, plus your strength. seven total damage plus your BAB. Yep, seven. And your BAB six. You don't add your BAB to your damage. Oh, duh. I'm thinking your attack roll, buddy. Yeah. 
Yes. Okay. Um, it it seems to crack one of the links, and the beast is able, with his strength, to kind of um, pop one chain off. The two guards are working diligently, um, removing several as you do this. Fantastic. You know, I think it was really to our our advantage that they didn't check our pockets before with that extra beer that we were able to sneak in. Uh, everybody had a sidearm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anybody else? Uh, Eclipse will jump onto the table that she assumes all the papers were on uh, in front of the like lawyers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's going to uh, yell, uh, get the fuck back! <laughs> and then... Um, She's going to wave any weapons that she has on her around. Yeah, I, she, I didn't she know has if her I had weapons that. On her, okay, yeah. cool. And I'm going to just wave my axe wildly. The, like, the bailiff dude <laughs> in, the, in the full uh, black plate would be like, watch your profanity. Get up here and help them. <laughs> <laughs> so he like trudges forward and starts pushing people back as well. Uh, go ahead and roll and intimidate. Uh, I wasn't very intimidating uh, because I got an eight. And he turns back to you and he's like, profanity doesn't solve nothing. Um, yeah, so I just have the crazy eyes and I'm waving the axe around on the table. <laughs> Perfect. Matumbe will join the, the guards holding the line of, of protesters and angry mob folks back. Um, and he's going to command the guard, hold the line. These miscreants can't get to our innocent man. Um, He's going to join them. I don't think I need to roll any check to help direct them, but they're doing that anyway. No, yeah, directing them, remember, is is free for you guys. Uh, So they they continue to push. Are you making an effort to help them push, or are you just directing them? Oh, for sure. Matumbe's going full riot shield. Okay. (laughs) He's He's got the shields, and he's pushing back the crowd with that. He's got the book in his other hand kind of behind... Like a like a riot cop would have his baton ready to go as he's yep. pushing the crowd back. So make me a uh, combat maneuver check. Okay. I'm fatigued, so that doesn't help me a whole lot. 17 off the die, that's a 22. Yeah, you're able to kind of clear the center. So where the, where the seats kind of converge into an aisle, you basically just bull rush 10 feet back and like six people go flying out the front door. Oh, um, yeah. As you bull rush this crowd and, and the uh, the guards actually emboldened by your display, like filing after you to help you. Lyra joins Eclipse up on the table. Yes! Clearly, Lyra is getting very upset at this point, saying, You won't be burning anyone today. But stay here, and I'll make sure you drown. And she creates water over the crowd. She created water in the courtroom? Wow. Permanently damaging the wood? Oh, no. That's awesome. We're right. never going to get that mildew out. No, we're not. Uh, so a couple of people go slipping. And... Um, you see a Divian rise slowly. Well, it'd, it'd be a miscarriage of justice to have to have these townsfolk 
disrupt a trial that's already been completed. And he just kind of snaps his fingers. And you see the first wave of people that that Matumbe and that the guards are pushing against just freeze. And they're completely frozen in place. And you see their eyes are darting around, but they're non-moving. Well, we don't really have time for such a disturbance. At this point, now that the sentence has been given and the beast is free, I see no reason why he shouldn't leave. And he would sit back down. The crowd, upon seeing this, like, display of power, basically, um, those that can move would file out of the building. Adivian looks up at you, Lyra, and he says, Time would be of the essence. I can't hold them here forever. We'll take our leave now. And Lyra will walk down to the beast to try to help uh, get his chains loose. And you have a little bit of time. You guys are between the two guards actually unlocking them. And you guys helping by, you know, Ikmer just kind of bashing him to get his buddy out. And Lyra fiddling with them. I think you're able to get get him out relatively quickly, at least before the um, the group of villagers can become unstuck. And you take your leave out one of the back doors. Marcus and Bartholomew are waiting there for you. Um, their disguises a little shoddier than they were during the trial maybe from all of the commotion, maybe from waiting. Uh, Because of all the energy in this courtroom and all the people in it, it's gotten a little warm. Now, the undead don't sweat, but the, the makeup still responds to heat. And so you can see some of it drooping. Sajira, Captain Caleb, and Seymour were all with you at the trial. And they come back with you now that they can kind of get through the crowd from their seats to you. You manage to leave through the back door of the courthouse. It appears that there isn't a mob behind this part of the building, at least not yet. What are you doing? Lyra goes around and introduces everybody to each other. I think we can all be friends and maybe even become family. Oh, I I am so happy. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I I was... I was worried that they would... Take me or or worse, but here I am, a 
a free man. Mutume would like to, to walk up to Larry and offer him his hand to shake. And Larry kind of confused, but he he sees you put your hand out at him and he he brings his hand and and you're Shaquille O'Neal sized and he can encompass your entire hand in a fist so yeah he he shakes it it's a almost comical disparity in size and he immediately brings you into like this bear hug lifts you three feet off the ground. Oh boy. <laughs> it's just like, kind of like slowly swaying and just like hugging you tightly. And then he puts you down. That's, that's enough. I, hey. Sorry. I haven't, I haven't felt free in a long time. Well, Larry, Thank you for believing in us. Thank you for believing in justice. We we knew you were an innocent man, but thank you for keeping a cool demeanor. I think you guys are um my best friends in the in the world right now. Thank you. Ikmar would do a very similar thing as well. Um, and but he would he would just go straight for the hug. He wouldn't do all that formal BS. pageantry. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I mean Larry would um unlike with Matumbe, he picks Ikmar up, wraps him in a hug, but then like and I don't think you've ever felt this Ikmer because you're a relatively big guy as well. He lifts you as if you're a doll or a child and just places you on his shoulders and kind of like is doing this like strange little dance with you on his shoulders. (laughs) The beast has gone mad. (laughs) And he's like swaying and you can tell like he's just got this brightness in his in his acid green eyes that you haven't seen since you met him Lyra sings a little song to go along with his dance Eclipse is uh, at this point still concerned about the gaining crowd that will likely be coming around this way and she also does not want to be picked up she is already doll sized she is not interested in this so she would like to say Hey, everyone, uh, I know you think we're safe for now, but there's still a very angry crowd. We gotta get out of here. Um, I know where is safe if if we go to the edge of the swamp, maybe people won't follow. Okay, I mean anywhere that's away from everyone else. Captain Caleb, Sajira, will, will your cook again be joining us, or do you still have business to conduct in town? Well, I do believe we'll be here for a few days, Matumbe, but um, 
there's, there's still business to, to happen. I'm sure Larry, you said, right? La- yeah. Larry probably has uh, stuff to attend to before. I mean, if he, if he means to join us, he probably has stuff left undone in town, things he needs to gather, maybe. And the villagers did not get the show they expected, did they? They might be willing to part with a couple coins to see one of yours. Well, that's uh, that's very true. I mean, we're going to need all the coins we can get to make it on to the next town. That's a good point, uh, Cap. Where, where are you guys uh, going to be at next? You know, in case I want to stop by or something. Well... I imagine wherever the wherever the good breezes take us. Honestly, Ikmer, I I don't rightly know at this point, but all roads seem to point to Caliphas at some time. There's lots of money to be had, and generally we can go that direction with our Zani friends, and they'll well they'll take care of us in a in a way. Well, all right. Well, um, if we do end up seeing there, seeing you there, uh, we'll see you there. <laughs> Are you planning on leaving town so quickly, Ickman? Well, uh, I don't know yet, to be honest. And I, I kind of like that right now. We, we've had a, a stressful couple of days. I feel like you need to calm down, Ikmar. You've been working yourself up so much. These past couple of days, you haven't... You haven't taken time to... To just take in a a bigger town, a a city, you know? I don't think... I don't think you need to, to rush. But that's... That's not my decision. Well, I appreciate that very much. Uh, it, it's, it's new being in the big city, so, uh, maybe I will take it in. I think we'll all need some sleep after this trial, hopefully in a safe place. And Lyra turns to the monks and the beast. I don't think any of you will be very safe here in Lepidstadt, but maybe if you traveled with the crooked kin? You could be safe. And Lyra would kind of look to the crooked kin for confirmation. Igma, are these the men that you uh, you were talking to us about before we came to help you in, uh, you know, against the mob and stuff? Yeah, yeah, these are, uh, these are them, uh... The two, uh, the strange monks. Yeah, that's true. I think one of their names started with a B and the other one a C. And then there's Larry. (laughs) This kid doesn't learn very fast, does he? I'm Marcus. This is my associate, Bartholomew. That's what I said. Uh, A B and a C. Yes. Yes. I suppose there is a C in Marcus, but uh, still not right. U-L-G-Y, as they say. Yeah, you 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 got him good. C-M-A-R, that's Mark. 
Yes, we'd be <laughs> we'd be happy to um, you know to to join if you'll have us. Uh, we don't really have a place to go, but we have the means to sustain ourselves, and we're decent fighters as well. So I I don't I don't know if you're taking on folks, but we'd be happy to join. Oh yes, um, of course, of course, of course. Uh, come come uh, come stay with us tonight. Uh, Larry, if, if, well, I'll be honest with you, Larry, I, I don't think town is safe for you tonight. I think if you're heading to the swamp, that might be where you're safest, away from the people, away from the mobs that might form, but we can, we we can, can wait for him. you. We can protect him in the swamp. Yeah, and, and we'll wait for him. I mean, we're not going anywhere too quickly. Well, I'll, I guess I'll relax with a beer. Whoo! All right, so what are you guys doing? Um, are you escorting Larry to the swamp? Are you letting him head and doing something else? Um, it, the choice is yours. This is a sandbox, after all. I feel like the town, even leaving it, will still be kind of dangerous, so Lyra would stick by the beast. Yeah, I think we need to take him outside of town. We can't just let him go. Hey, Igma. Um, remember when we were on the road and you told me that uh, you were a caravan god? I've, I very, very much so do remember that. Um, I just had, like, this idea... I, I want to run it by you, but um, the beast is a little too big to, to hide. And um, I was thinking maybe we, you know, you could borrow one of the Crooked King's wagons and, and take him to the swamp. Well, uh, I mean, that's that sounds like a great idea. All we would need to do is take him like one square over. And then uh, get him into get to get to the wagon, and then once we're there, we can um, we can go past people and and tell them it, it is not a it is not a tumor. It's a it's a it's a cart full of uh, goods and services. Uh, that, that sounds that sounds good to me. I that's a very good plan, Wiener. Uh, thank you. Uh, I think we'll definitely be able to do that. All right, so how do you guys want to proceed? This square is definitely the the most rowdy at this point. It's where the, the people that were just fresh from the trial and the people they've just talked to about the beast being let free are. You are currently in a back alley behind the courthouse. There's no trouble there yet, but you can almost hear the sounds of the mob kind of echoing off the buildings. Um, Ikmer can and will throw his uh, cloak over over the beast and kind of motion for him to like kind of hunch over 
so that he's not feet above the crowd. Yeah, and he making would, himself quite an easier as easy of a target. He would certainly squat down, um, making himself like maybe Seymour's height when he bends really short. Um, so I need everybody if if this is the plan that we're just going to kind of walk him over there. Unless one of you has a different idea. Could we do that, but five or ten minutes before doing that, have some members of the Crooked Kin, like, start doing acrobatics or blow fire or something at the other end? And enlist one of their carnies just to start doing stuff in front of the crowd to kind of capture their attention? Yeah, what do you say? Start the courthouse on fire. That'll get the attention. Sajira and Captain Caleb, we can escort this beast in this wagon, but perhaps there are some abilities that some other members of your troop can provide that would help us in this in this this endeavor. Perhaps they can distract the crowd. Imagine some sort of acrobatics or I don't know, something to distract the masses while we are moving. That's cool too. I have never seen that in the morning. Make sure it's warm, though, first. It doesn't taste as good cold. I always make sure the handle of my sword is warm before I swallow it. That and polish it before bed. (laughs) Jesus. You are still a boy, Ikmer. Okay, so... Yes, uh, my lady. Captain Caleb and Sajira would kind of rush out. Um, taking side streets to get to the next, basically your destination to go talk to some of the crooked kin. Um, you see Captain Caleb come back with Prince Czar on his shoulder, who is, um, it's funny. You remember him, right? He's the, he's the Mwangi In the prince, uh, that, that has no arms or legs. And you can see him with his mouth kind of tipping back a bottle of what looks like a strong liquor. Uh, Caleb lights a match, holds it up, and he breathes this cone of fire um, at the other end of the crowd. Meanwhile, you see um, you see other members of the Crooked Kin. You see the clowns are like... And they're like out in the crowd, like just doing dumb shit. Uh, they got a hammer. Like one of them, like feigns hitting the other one in the head with a hammer. He does the whole like raise his shoulders up, make it look like his head got mashed in. And they're performing. They're performing not for coin, but for you guys. And the crowd seems. Well, let me make a cumulative perform check for them. The crowd seems distracted. At least for now. So we should start going, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So I need stealth checks from the party. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, boy. Ooh, this'll be good. Not her party strong suit. No way. Ooh, yeah. That was bad. Below uh, 10? Anyone else? Yeah, me. I got I got a sixteen. Nice. Because I'm fatigued, hit ten exactly. So would you roll like a fourteen? Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ekmer. Um. Well, I I certainly got a single digit number. 
Uh-huh. Um, do you want to know what's on the dice? I, I guess I'll go with what's on the dice first. Uh, it was a three on the dice. Oh, okay. That brings it to a negative one. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Lord. Oh, man. Igmar is getting used to his new half plate, and um, the beast rolled a 16, by the way. So he's probably fine. Uh, he's hiding behind the rest of you. Probably attracting <laughs> Mainly attention. Mainly Matumbe. I rolled a one, by the way. What did that come out to? Five. Okay. Nice. I'm like one of the stealthiest ones here. We're, we're sneaking through. Ikmer audibly cracks a beer. <laughs> so, he's eating chips. So like, as, as I was saying, <laughs> Ikmer is new in his half plate. He's been wearing medium armor thus far, and now he's finally wearing some heavy armor. And so you can hear him clang, clang, clang. Yep, and then on. he trips on his boots, and you just kind of eat shit in the middle of the courtyard. And it sounds just like a pile of metal falling to the ground, but I, I fall into a pile of those uh, those like chickens that make that like ridiculously yeah. annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you fall into a pile of chickens. They all fly the flutter up, uh, but fortunately, those of the party that did a little better are able to kind of like sneak past you and make you actually more of a spectacle. So people are looking at you. People are looking at the crooked kin. People are not looking at the beast. You make it to the next courtyard. There's a wagon waiting for you. I'm assuming you tell the beast to just lay in it and put a blanket over himself. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll grab my cloak back and, uh, and yeah, he can use the, the blanket from now on. And you head to the Dipplemere Swamp. You get to the edge. It's only about, I mean, by wagon, like a half hour journey. You remember hitting Swamp pretty early in your trips to both Morast and Herkstag, you're saying your goodbyes to the beast and the beast says uh, again I'm really thankful for well you saved my life you're so kind to to care about someone like me. Everyone needs someone to care about them. I'm glad that we were able to do that for you. I have to go see my father before I join the Crooked Kin. I, he doesn't like visitors, but I want you to meet him. You're my first real friends. Of course, Larry. We we'd love to. Well, help you find find your father, and and well, you're. Part of our family now, too. So, you're very welcome uh, 
and we were happy to help you out. Where can we find your father, though? That's, uh, first we've heard of this. Well, I, when I was on trial and, and when you asked me the first time, I, I didn't want to give him away, but I trust you all now. My father lives in a, in a place called Schloss Kermark. His name is Alpon. Does he live by a waterfall? He does. He, yes, the house is built into the gorge. We will definitely be visiting then. At some point, waterfalls are absolutely beautiful. Our investigation was leading us there anyway. I hear he makes some very great flesh golem dogs. Oh, he makes a lot of things. The puppies are just some. Is he good to you? He never gave me a name. I think from what I've learned trying to be around people, parents give names to their children, but mine never did. Do you like the name Larry, or would you like to pick your own name? I like Larry. It makes me remember the happy times with Elsa before she was gone. Hold on to that feeling. Just because he's your father doesn't mean he has your best interests at heart. You might find a better family with the crooked kin. I do need his permission, though. He doesn't pay too much attention to me. I don't think he'll mind, but I need to ask. Do what you need to do, but make sure you're careful for your own sake. You know, Larry... I, I wouldn't exactly say that I would ever really be too keen on going home. So, just because they're a parent, because you, you find new families along the way. And there's, well, sometimes... And definitely, in my case, they have they have my best interests in in their hearts. So I I want you to think think long and hard about having to go back. I guess because we'll support you, but know that you don't really have to. Thank you, Igma. I. 
I feel my father should meet you because he, well, he never treated me as a man, and you do, and I want to show him that I am a man before I leave. Well, what exactly do you have to ask him permission for? Well, he is my creator. If I leave, he could be to blame for anything that happens. That's why I kept him secret on trial. I feel it best he knows where I am, at least so that if he changes his mind about me, well, I could have a family then. Well, if you say so, we'd be happy to help. You can meet me there in... Well, take your time if you need to. I'll be there for a few days before I leave to meet the crooked kin. I know I'll need quite a bit of sleep before we do anything else. Larry, are you are you headed there immediately? Or are you going to stay here in the swamp first? I just want to make sure you're safe before we part ways. I'll go through the swamp to get there. No man takes these roads. I should be okay. I respect your wishes, then. We will meet you soon. Okay. And you see... The beast begin to walk into the swamp, and it goes from his ankles to his knees to his waist, his slow gait as he wades through the water until he's just a shadow and then he's gone. What are you doing? Can we go back to the inn and sleep? Yes, please. Yep, absolutely. So you would go back to the inn and in so you're at the Brazen Head and in the tavern the tavern portion of the inn, you actually see Embrith at a table with a Divian. It seems strange. Lyra has fairly strong feelings about the two of them, and they are very different. She would, she walks up to the table and says hello. Oh, hello, dear. How are you? I, I saw you managed to get Larry... 
out of the courtroom. He's in a safe place for the time being. Lyric glances at Adivion. Thank you for doing the right thing at the end of the trial. Well, at the end of the day, it is just a trial, isn't it? I set myself up to win. I thought it was an easy one. But you proved me wrong, didn't you? The truth proved you wrong. You might want to be more... investigative in your next cases. Make sure you're really seeing both sides of the argument. Ah, well, I don't generally have time to be a barrister in these type of cases these days, but I thought, well, eyewitnesses, easy win this case. Frankly, I'm only in town to take your friend Kendra up to Caliphas, so um, I thought with this trial going on and they needed a prosecutor, I could be the man. No hard feelings. Sure. I hope you treat Kendra well, and I hope she sees you for who you truly are. He's going to sense more of that. <laughs> 24? 26. Darn it. Uh, yeah, that was a thinly veiled insult then. Yeah. Mm, I can tell you don't like me much after after these past couple of days, and that's all right. I was a bit harsh, especially to someone who is not learned in the law. But, um, that's the way things are. I was attempting to win, and I apologize for treating you poorly, but the trial is over. You have succeeded. I am having a drink to my failure. I think we can all drink to that. Truth prevailed in this trial, and that's quite a triumphant victory. And Embrith would raise her glass. Hear, hear! Lear goes up to the bar to grab a drink, adds a little salt. Adds a little salt to that water. <laughs> yeah, as if Lear isn't adding salt to fucking everything in the conversation. Um, and Emberth would pull you aside before you go to bed. So, did the beast tell you anything as you released him about his creator? <laughs> is, is this when when you said you was that the singular you or like the plural you? Singular. That's what was going gotcha. to go ahead. Okay. Yeah, okay. I assume this was a lira only. That's what I thought too, but I wasn't sure. It was more of an usted other than ustedes. <laughs> that, that clears it up very much for me. B and C. Nice. Unfortunately, with the craziness of the trial. I didn't really get to know the beast that well. I, I'm i not sure what connection, if any, he might have with the person that created him. Early on, we asked him, and he just remembered waking up on a stone-cold slab. I'm sorry, I don't think I can help you. Roll me a bluff. <laughs> you, Adivian has proved himself. Time and time again. This isn't a Divion. No, this is Empress. Oh, okay. 
28? 37. Jesus. A little bit out of your league. Yeah. Dear, you don't have to hide these things from me. I, I get it. You don't want me to know, but listen. I wanted you to prove Larry innocent because I didn't think there was enough evidence to destroy a man, to destroy an innocent man. And I I just worry that based off of what happened at the museum, where he went into a rage and nearly destroyed an entire building, that he may still be somewhat dangerous. I can tell you and your friends formed a decently strong bond with him over the past couple of days, and that's good because he does seem good, but there are precautions that need to be taken. We need to know if his creator can control him in these fits of rage he seems to have. Regardless of whether he doesn't hurt anybody, it's still a matter of him seeming to have lost himself at the museum. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Of course. The identity of his creator is not my secret to tell, but do not fear. We are looking into the creator to make sure that Larry is safe, and if he chooses to go his own way, will have autonomy and free will. We're still investigating. We haven't given up on this yet. But Larry doesn't want that information out there, and I don't think I can spread it around either. Well, if he's told you, I'll tell you what. For you and your friends, I will give you the same reward I gave you for defending the beast for checking up on his creator and finding out if if and how and and what the beast is so that the people of Lepidstadt can can feel safe again if you go do this thing and bring me back a report that he won't be a bother to society and that his creator has either a handle on him or he's gone entirely then I'll reward you each with a hundred platinum once again I just need to know for our sake because unfortunately the mob is continuing and I don't know if you know this yet but at least somebody saw you Go to the Dippelmere Swamp and leave the beast. And Persicopolis told me that Alpon Karamark is connected to something with Vorkstag and Grine. So, if the beast is heading in that direction, I believe that's where the mob might head first. 
This trial definitely isn't over. Once we get some rest, we'll be going there straight away. We'll get to the bottom of whatever's happening there. And if it's nefarious, we'll take the appropriate measures and report back to make sure that whoever is responsible pays for their crimes. Dr. Saloom is still out there. I think we can find her and maybe she can be the justice that this mob so craves. And you finish up your conversation and you all head to bed. And as the party closes their eyes on the final day of the trial, we open ours on a scene. The beast is trudging through the swamp and the water appears to get shallower and shallower until he's on solid ground and what appears to be a path through the swamp. It's nighttime now as he wanders towards his Well, we could call it childhood home, if he ever was a child. He walks down the path with the cover of mossy trees and the dank smell of the swamp around him. Fireflies light his way until he sees a shadow up in the distance on the path it appears to be heading the same direction as him but his long strides allow him to overtake the person on the path he sees her from behind at first she wears a long white coat her hair appears frazzled and bleached on one side. Um, hello? She turns and looks right at him. A flicker of recognition crosses her face. Why, hello, Mr. Beast. What an honor to meet... A scientific wonder such as yourself. My name is Dr. Saloom. And she reaches out her hand to shake his. And the beast, now knowing from Matumbe what shaking hands is, envelops her hand in his uh, quickly, though. And he kind of draws back. What are you doing on this path. I I thought I was the only one that that knew that knew the way here. There are a lot of things that I know. There are some great alchemical reagents along this path. Something I can't 
trust the underlings to find. <sighs> but no matter, I found you. I'm doing quite a bit of work with your father in his lab. He talks of you often. Y you you know my father? That how he doesn't work with others. Oh, he is a brilliant man, and he recognizes other brilliance. We work well together. I've met your brother, too. He would love to see you. And for the first time, the beast's eyes go wide. And he has, from what you can tell from the facial expressions he can make, a look of terror on his face at the mention of his brother. I guess we should go back then. I wouldn't want to keep Father waiting. Or my brother... That's a good idea. Your father is not a patient man. There are many things for you to learn. And the two figures walk down the path through the swamp. And I need you to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. Oh my goodness. <sighs> I knew it. No, you didn't. You did not. <laughs> you didn't. You did not. You did no, not. No, but I am drinking a night of the living stout, and it's pretty good. So. <laughs>